Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Call It a Comeback podcast. My name is Bobby McInnes. As always, I'm alongside Tom Spallone. Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Bob. I'm excited here to talk about uh, week three action in the NFL. It's a really exciting weekend, and uh, I'm really hyped to be here. Yeah, me too. This is our third episode. We're entering week two. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're doing two episodes a week. Our Tuesday show is going to be a little bit more of a recap, and on Thursdays we're hoping to get some more perspectives in here, interview a couple people who are in the sports field, and uh, generate some new content. So uh, with no further ado... Let's get right into it, Tom. So last night, you know, the NFL has actually brought this uh, new, or ESPN actually has brought this new content to viewers. It's a Peyton and Eli broadcast of Monday Night Football. And last night, um, they had LeBron James as one of their guests. And he casually mentioned during the show that the Seahawks and the Cowboys offered him a contract to play tight end back in 2011. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, that's honestly really cool. I never really knew that, but uh, LeBron definitely is one of the NBA players who has the size to play in the NFL, and uh, I thought that'd be really cool if he if he did play in the NFL. Yeah, you mentioned size. LeBron's six nine. That's four inches taller than Travis Kelsey, uh, who's arguably the best tight end in the league. And at six nine, that would make him the tallest tight end in the league. I was listening to Undisputed earlier, and Shannon Sharp made a really good point on his show, and he said. LeBron's tough, but there's levels of toughness. A tough NBA player is not the same as a tough NFL player, and I thought that's a good point because we see LeBron James body people through the lane and get into the rim, although when he's going up against people who've been tackling and hitting people hard with shoulder pads on uh, for their whole life, I think it's a little different, so it would definitely be an adjustment. Yeah, for sure. I think if you gave LeBron maybe like a year or two to to train, though, he'd be he'd be pretty cool in the NFL. Yeah, it definitely would have been cool to see. Uh, as you mentioned, though, Tom, we had a pretty exciting week three in the NFL, and you know, three weeks into the season, we can start making some assumptions about where these teams are going. And you know, you you look after week one, and everybody wants to be a critic. Uh, week two, even, but now week three, we have enough film to look at. You got enough stats to look at, um, and you can start to. Like I said earlier, make some assumptions of where these teams might be heading. So let's talk about some contenders and pretenders. And we're going to start off with the 3-0 and Raiders. Tom, contenders or pretenders? Yeah, Bob, this is, uh, <clears throat> I like the segment a lot, pretenders, contenders. It's a good good start here with the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to have to say they're contenders. Um, they didn't have an easy opening schedule. They beat the uh, Steelers. Uh, they had a nice win against the Ravens, I believe. And then they beat the Dolphins last week. So 3-0, not an easy start. Any win against the Ravens right now is big. Lamar's playing well. And uh, I think i got to say contenders right now in a tough division. I agree with you, Tom. Contenders, definitely. They've beaten three teams who had 10 or more wins last year. Derek Carr is clicking with his receivers. He leads the league in passing through three weeks. And the team just looks very well-rounded and tough to beat. Uh, They've been doing pretty good, like you mentioned, putting up points, and that's without their star running back, Josh Jacobs. I believe he played week one. And then I want to say he's missed the last two weeks um, as he's been killing my fantasy team. Um, But that's not the point. The Raiders have been doing great, and if you're a Raiders fan, you're very happy with a 3-0 start. In the same division, however, we have another undefeated team, the Denver Broncos. So, Tom, what are your thoughts about Denver? Yeah, I'm going to have to call them pretenders. Uh, Their start to the season has been good. They've won all three games. It's just the competition they faced hasn't really impressed me. Giants, Jets, and Jaguars, uh, bottom teams in the league. 
uh, right now. I, I just I got to see more of them. They got the Ravens uh, coming up this week, so that'll be a big test for them. And um, I think I got to go pretenders right now. Right. Those three teams that they've beaten are collective 0-9. Wins against the Jets, Jaguars, and Giants do not win my respect. Uh, if they want to turn some heads, they need to have a statement win against the Ravens. I think it's going to be really tough to do, and for that reason, they're pretenders. So, speaking of the Ravens, let's keep it in the AFC North with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 2-1, and one, Tom. Yeah, the Bengals, they honestly have shocked me a little bit to start the season. Um, Burrow had a, a rough game last week, but really picked it up this week with a uh, win over the Steelers. And um, the Steelers' offense, honestly, just does not look the same uh, as it has in the past. This is... Not the same Steelers team, but their defense, again, is still solid. And, and Burrow had a good game. Jamar Chase has been really good for them. He's got four touchdowns already uh, in his third game as a rookie. And uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. I think I'm going to have to go with pretenders until I see more from them. But I wouldn't be shocked if this team does end up winning maybe eight, nine games if uh, Burrow keeps playing this well. Right. They have a date uh, this upcoming Thursday with the Jaguars. That's a very winnable game at home. Uh, so they could very easily start the year 3-1. and one. But after that, it gets a little tougher. I think they're more of a 7-8 to eight win team because I think they're going to run into a lot of trouble when they have to play the Ravens twice, the Browns twice. They also see the Chiefs later in the season. It's going to be really tough. The offensive line has actually impressed me a little bit so far this season. Uh, Burrow, however, is still easing back into things. You mentioned Jamar Chase. Kid's an absolute stud. Um, I just don't know if they'll be able to keep putting up the numbers at this pace. Uh, they're 2-1, and one, like we said. Should be 3-1 and one, uh, after Thursday. I'm going to have to go with pretenders as well, though, Tom. Um, and that's like no, no hate on the Bengals because if you told me before the season – that they'd be potentially winning eight games, I'd probably think you're crazy. Um, however, I think they have a good shot at taking that next step towards playoff level. Um, and that's really all you could hope for as a Cincinnati Bengals fan because coming into the season, you're not really hoping for the playoffs. I mean, especially in that division with Baltimore and Cleveland, um, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, this team is still was considered in the middle of a rebuild, and they look good to start the year, so definitely no, no hate on them, only credit so far for them. And uh, the next team we're going to talk about here, coming off a big win against the Chiefs, the 2-1 and one Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers, I think they're legit. I'm going to go contenders here. Uh, Herbert looks really good. Their defense has been phenomenal. Just basically shut down that Chiefs offense yesterday. and uh, Sorry, two days ago on Sunday. And Mahomes, uh, I think he threw two picks, Mahomes. Uh, that Chargers defense has just looked really good. I think right now i got to uh, say contenders. Right. Both of their early-round picks in the draft are showing out this year. Slater looks pretty good on the offensive side, and Asante Samuel Jr. leads the team in interceptions. So they look strong. Herbert looks, if not the same as he did last year, he looks even a step better. Mike Williams has been off the charts this year. As long as he can stay healthy, I think this team is going to be really good, Tom. Uh, it might be tough in a division with the Chiefs um, and also, you know, the, the 3-0 and teams, the Raiders and the Broncos, but I think they're contenders. I really do. They um, Maybe not Super Bowl contenders, but they'll be contending in the playoffs uh, or for a playoff spot, if you will. So let's send it over to the NFC now. Uh, my boy Sam Darnold, a former Jet, he's leading the Panthers to a nice 3-0 start. Pretenders or contenders, Tom? 
Um, right now, I'm going to have to say pretenders. Um, this is a team going into the season that had a few question marks. Uh, Sam Donald's honestly been pretty pretty good so far for the Panthers. But uh, a win last week against the Texans. They beat the Jets in week one. Uh, they had a pretty big win in week two against the Saints. But uh, still got to say pretenders right now. They're in a division uh, against the defending Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers. I mean, it's going to be tough to compete with them in any, any race. But uh, we'll see who, who they play next week. I got to double check on who they play next week, but you make a good point. The Saints uh, obviously was a pretty good win, although it's not really impressive to beat the Jets and the Texans. Sam Darnold looks a lot better than I thought he would, but now, as we know, Christian McCaffrey banged up. He's going to miss a couple weeks. I think that's going to hurt them a lot. Um, I think the Panthers are pretenders for that reason. I don't know, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they're fighting for uh, one of those wildcard spots, though. Yeah, I could definitely see them fighting for that for a wild card spot. They got Dallas in Dallas mm. next week, so that's going to be a big test for Sam Darnold. Uh, Dallas has been pretty hot, so that should be a good game. But yeah, I'd say hopes for them would be wild card. Going to be very tough to win the division with uh, Tom Brady in the box. Right. For this next team here, I think we're going to both agree, but I'll listen to your thoughts first, Tom. The three and zero Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are definitely contenders. Uh, Kyler Murray right now is making a strong case for uh, MVP through the first three weeks of the season. Right, I believe he's the early favorite right now to win the, the win the award. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he's just really explosive, dual threat. He can run, he can throw. Uh, the, he's been all the Cardinals have asked him so far in Clinsbury, and uh, they're, they're just clicking right now. Although that first half against Jacksonville wasn't great. It didn't end great with that kick. Uh, Matt Prater kicked a 68-yard field goal, was short, and uh, Jacksonville's returner took at 109 yards, I believe, to the house. It was an insane way to end the half, but uh, they figured out in the second half, got their win, the 3-0 again in a loaded division, but I, I definitely got to say contenders. Right, putting up over 30 points a game. Uh, their weapons have looked great. You knew that their receiving core is going to be pretty good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. Christian Kirk has also earned a lot of respect this year, but how about that kid, Rondell Moore? I mean, he's really impressed me so far, Tom, on both special teams and receiving as well. Yeah, he's been really good. He's he's not too tall, but he, that's all he's asked to do. He's short and he's fast and he's quick and he's uh he's just an ankle breaker on the return and they've used him a lot in the passing game. Yeah. So now we'll head over to another team that's undefeated. Right now, I think they're my favorite to win the Super Bowl. We got the L.A. Rams coming off of a huge win against the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm 100% gonna say contender here. Um, I looked uh, at a few power rankings this morning, and they were in number one spot right now, which is deservedly so. Just beat, the, as you said, the the Super Bowl champs and Brady. Their defense uh, looked really good. Um, Stafford has looked all, but even even maybe even better than we imagined in, in the Rams, and he looks really good in that Rams jersey. Just looks like he fits there, and uh, I think this fan base is really excited that they have a, a Super Bowl contending team in LA right now, and. Uh, huge matchup coming up next week uh, they're going to have the Cardinals come into town and Kyler so I'm just really excited for this Rams team right now Cooper Cup has been playing like a true number one receiver and just all things are clicking right now for them right I wish Stafford would look to Robert Woods a little more because I drafted him pretty high on my fantasy team yeah. um, however that's just me being selfish I think that this Rams team is amazing I mean we always knew that the defense was good it was about getting the right quarterback in there and Stafford has been a perfect fit Tom I want to mention because we were watching the game the other day, and you know, I, I believe it was you that made a great point. Sean McVay looked fired up heading into the locker room at halftime. He was sprinting in there, you know, with all the players. He looks like a, a, a little kid, or even like a fan that's excited for his team. And that, as a player, that has to get you riled up. 
Yeah, I think it did. I think their whole defense <clears throat> was pretty pumped up after that. And I just wish more coaches would take the same approach that Sean McVay does on the field. He's so high energy, and he has all the players into the game, which is exactly what you want. And uh, his play calling just on offense is just very creative. I, I just like him a lot. He's just – I think he's the best coach in the league next to Belichick. Right. Next, we're going to head over to the 2-1 Cowboys. Monday night, they had a big win against the Eagles, uh, putting up a lot of points. This run game has been very effective. The offense looks great, and they're playing in a weak division. For that reason, Tom, I think the Cowboys are contenders. I think they will easily win the NFC East, especially how we've seen the Giants come out flat. Um, Washington's dealing with you know an injury to Fitzpatrick, but their defense um, has not performed the way that I thought they would preseason. Um, and obviously, they just beat the Eagles last night in good fashion. So, Tom, Cowboys contenders? Yeah, definitely contenders. Um, the Cowboys are usually a team that underachieves, but right now they look really good. Can't can't lie about that. Uh, Dak Prescott's throwing the ball great. They got all the receivers, <clears throat> Lamb, Cooper, uh, they're all healthy. Uh, Zeke looks looks pretty good. I mean, uh, Pollard too. P- Pollard and Zeke, one-two combo, looks great. Their line's working. Quentin Nelson, um, sorry, Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin has, uh, I think, the top uh, PFF grade for guards in the, in the National Football League, so they're just clicking on all syllables right now and um, I think this division is easily theirs I mean we were saying for them to win the division they just got to do what they have to do and they haven't done that the past few years but this looks like a, a revamped Dallas team I think Jerry Jones McCarthy everyone's just clinking right now I think they're easily contenders you mentioned Tony Pollard you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott don't they kind of remind you a little bit of the guys over on the Browns? I mean, maybe not as uh, effective as Chubb and Hunt, but definitely that one-two punch uh, starting to develop in Dallas. Yeah, that's a great comparison, actually. So we'll talk about the defending champs now, the 2-1 and one Bucks. Their only loss was to the Rams, and Brady in that offense is still clicking. Uh, he's going to be going for the passing record this week against his former team, the Patriots, which is going to be much uh, must-watch television. Um I do not see the Bucks winning the Super Bowl again. However, I do think they're contenders. They should win that division. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't. Tom, uh, contenders? Yeah, definitely contenders. Um, it's a tough game for, for the Bucks last week. Brady still had a pretty pretty good game out there, but uh, their defense honestly hasn't lived up to the expectation we all thought uh, they would from last year. But it's early in the season. They're 2-1. and one. I mean, this is just a game that Brady will lose, and then he'll, he'll win five or six in a row and just get hot. So, I mean, I, I definitely think they'll still be uh, Super Bowl contenders. I agree. All right, so those were the teams who have been hot to start the year. Uh, Then we got some teams that are not so hot. Um, So is it panic or don't panic time for a team like the Kansas City Chiefs who start the year one and two? Yeah, that's a great question. I I wouldn't necessarily say it's panic time going into week four, but, I mean, starting out the season one and two, I don't think anyone really would imagine the Chiefs um, to start the season one and two. Uh, It's definitely tough when you lose to a division rival like the Chargers at home. not panic time yet, but they got to realize that the Chargers are for real and Herbert's Herbert's trying to win a division over there. Yeah, this is going to be the first one that I actually disagree with you on, Tom. I think it's panic time in Kansas City. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously 
the most talented quarterback in the league. Obviously, you can argue some other guys. Brady um, has been like the greatest of all time. However, everyone always says Mahomes, from a talent standpoint, is probably the most talented quarterback in the league. I think Andy Reid is one of the most creative coaches. I like him a lot. However, I'm really nervous about this defense, Tom. They can't stop a nosebleed. The Chargers did whatever they wanted on, on Sunday and were running for you know five to six yards each time, uh, especially late in the game when the defense really needed to stop. The Chargers went right through them. They honestly did not have to pass the ball. However, when they got to the red zone, they kept picking on Kansas City's cornerback. Mike Williams had himself a day. Um, I have serious concerns about this team's ability to win games, especially if a guy like Kelsey or Hill has to has to miss time because they're really their only weapons on offense. Um, I saw they just signed Josh Gordon. I'm not sure how much playing time he's going to get after you know missing so much time due to suspension. But like I said, if Kelsey or Hill has to miss time, I think this this Kansas City Chiefs team is in serious trouble. Yeah, th- those are definitely their top guys. I mean, the D def- definitely has some some concern from watching their games. I mean, Tyron Matthew is, has been pretty good to start the year, but it's just tough. Their linebackers haven't really stepped up, and there's just a lot of open guys on the field, as you saw last week. The Chargers, Herbert kind of could have picked whoever he wanted to throw the ball to. So I do th- definitely think there's there's a level of concern for them. But, I mean, when we do count out the Kansas City Chiefs that, uh, lately the past few years, they have proved us wrong. Mahomes uh, can easily go on a tear and just win uh, six in a row, just like Brady can, but um, I'm going to see. I think they got to they got to get going over there. But I, you say panic. I wouldn't necessarily say panic yet. But right. I mean, another I like reason why I'm panicking a little bit is also because I've seen Mahomes. Obviously, he's great on the run. Um, he's he's a wizard when he's out of the pocket. He could do whatever he wants. No look pass, behind the back pass. He can do it all. Seriously. However, that's not really ideal. And this offensive line is making him scramble and run out of the pocket more than I've seen in previous years. Picking up Orlando Brown, everyone thought it was such a good trade uh, before the season, although he's proven that he's much more of a run blocker, and that's why he had so much success in Baltimore because their main offensive plan was to run the ball. He comes over to Kansas City, and they're obviously a pass for his team, and he's getting exposed out there. Yeah, they got Orlando Brown and Joe Thune on free agency, and still Mahomes, it's not as, the line isn't as bad as it was last year, but still Mahomes is still running more than they'd like him to, and it's it's nothing like what Brady has in Tampa with that line. So I think that is a level of concern, and, and I'm not sure why the Chiefs didn't think of that when they traded for Orlando Brown, because you're right, the Ravens are run first, and he's a great run blocker, so they gotta they got to figure it out. Right. We'll see. Like I said, I'm panicking a little bit, Tom, not as much. Um, but this is definitely something that we're going to have to monitor over the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely, especially with the Chargers taking that first uh, head-to-head matchup. So our next team, panic or don't panic, Seahawks are starting out 1-2. and two. Uh, The defense has so many holes. They're allowing 30 points back-to-back weeks to the Titans and the Vikings. And although I do like the Titans, and, and the Vikings have honestly impressed me from an offensive standpoint, that's not good enough. You have Jamal uh, Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner on that defense. There's still so many holes. I'm panicking, Tom, because they play San Francisco this week at San Francisco, and then they'll host the Rams, who are red hot in Week 5. Seattle's looking at a potential 1-4 and four start to the season, and that really worries me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's panic mode time for Seattle. Uh, you're in a stacked division here. Cardinals are really hot. The Niners lost a tough one the other night to Rodgers, but we know they're for real. And um, the Rams, obviously, are undefeated off to a great start. So I think 
it definitely is panic time for the Seattle team. You just can't go into Minnesota and lose that game, especially when you're up early and uh, Metcalf looked good. Uh, Russ was throwing the ball pretty well, and then it, it kind of fell apart on them. That defense is really a cause for concern. Um, they definitely need to figure it out, but I definitely would never count Russell Wilson out of it, but I think they got to pick it up. Right. I mean, we knew that that division in the NFC West was going to be a race. We knew it was going to be a shootout. We knew they're going to beat up on each other. The Rams went out there. They add Stafford. All of a sudden, they're contenders. The Cardinals are picking up guys like J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, some some great veterans on both sides of the ball. The Seahawks have done absolutely nothing to protect Russell Wilson. And honestly, this last this last offseason was the first time that he came out and said something about it. And that speaks volumes to me because he's been quiet all these years and very supportive. I wouldn't be shocked if he demands a trade and goes to a different team next year because, like I said, the Seahawks are potentially looking at a 1-4 and four start, and if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be a nightmare over there in Seattle. Yeah, this team is expected for sure to make the playoffs with all the big names they have. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure why they haven't gone out and made big moves at, the, at their line uh, to protect Russell Wilson. You have a franchise quarterback. You have to protect him. Um, it's just, it just doesn't make sense, and now... They're staring at a 1-2 and two start, so they, they need to pick it up quick. Right, and if they fail to make the playoffs, Tom, let me remind you, the New York Jets own their pick from the Jamal Adams trade. So now you're looking at a really tough rebuild. Um, like I said, it can potentially be a disaster if the Seahawks finish at the bottom of this division. I agree. All right, now we're going to head over to the 0-3 Colts, winless after three weeks. Uh, they were actually, I believe, the favorites to win the division preseason. Uh, them and the Titans were uh, pretty close up there, according to the Vegas odds. Uh, Tom, panic or don't panic for Indianapolis? Uh, I think it's panic. I think it's been panic, honestly, uh, since week two. Um, this team's off to an 0-3 start. I was honestly pretty high on them. Uh, they went to Tennessee this weekend and just couldn't really stop Derrick Henry as they, they really haven't been able to the past few years. Um, their defense almost looks worn down, and uh, Carson Wentz is playing through injury. It's kind of now, now you expect it from this Colts team to start. I think it's they're definitely in panic time. Right, so on this one you say panic. I'm going to give you a reason not to panic and why the Colts are my only team on this list where I'm not panicking. They're 0-3. That's obviously not the way that they wanted to start. However, they played a very close game with the Rams. I believe they lost by three points, and Rams are arguably the best team in the league. They've dealt with a lot of injuries as well. Carson Wentz has been banged up. Nelson can't stay on the field. However, their schedule has also been one of the hardest to start the year. They played Seattle, then they played the Rams, and then they played in Tennessee against the Titans, who have been pretty impressive this year. I see a lot of winnable games for the Colts coming up, and that's why I'm not panicking. They should be able to beat the Texans twice. They should be able to beat the Jaguars twice. Then they also have matchups with the Dolphins without Tua and the New York Jets. Those are six games that I think they should be able to win. I also like their chances against New England uh, with a rookie quarterback over there. And then they're going to have to probably steal one or two wins from a team like the 49ers, the Raiders, or the Titans. I could see this Colts team climbing up into the 9 to 10, to, uh, nine to 10 win range and find themselves fighting for a wild card uh, in those last weeks of the season, Tom. Yeah, well, they, they need to, and they need to figure it out quick because uh, I'm not sure if Carson Wentz is, is really a franchise quarterback at this at this level of his career because the injuries, uh, the man can't really stay healthy. And uh, I think that's a real big concern for the Colts. Um, you're right, they did have a tough opening schedule, but they had to find a way to at least win one of those games. Um, those That first game against Seattle, they came out flat and they got buried right away. The Rams game they were in uh, because their defense got that fumble six. 
Uh, last week, the Titans honestly controlled the whole game. It's just it's been a tough start, but as you said, uh, Jaguars and Texans definitely should be wins if they play the game they, that they know they can play. And um, Wentz really needs to step up and, and prove to them that he can be their franchise quarterback. Right. I've never been a big Wentz guy. Um, however, I'm still saying don't panic on the Colts. There's still time. Uh, and it's funny because on this list, they're the team with the worst with the worst record. They're off to the worst start. However, I feel like there's some uh, valid reasons on why they can definitely climb back into contending range uh, for obviously for a wild card spot and maybe don't count them out of the division yet I think it's the Titans division to lose though um, although it's a very weak division so both the Titans and the Colts should be able to pick up wins against the Texans and the Jags um, definitely something we're going to have to monitor going forward um, the final team on our list is the 1-2 and two Steelers Tom I'm panicking with the Steelers man yeah same um, I think this is honestly going to be the first time in Mike Tomlin's career where this team doesn't finish above 500. I'm really, I'm really not confident in this team. Uh, ben Roethlisberger looks atrocious. Uh, he looks washed up. I think it's time for them to move on. They need to draft a QB next season. They have a, a star running back in Najee Harris who's been pretty good to start the season. But, I mean, it's been the same thing with them the first three games. Their defense has kept them in games, but offense not being able to put up points. And uh, we just saw it last week. I mean, who would ever thought we'd see the Bengals beat the Steelers uh, in these last few years? I mean, the Steelers have owned that that rivalry, quote-unquote. I don't even know if you can call it a rivalry. Um, so that's that's when you really know this this is not the same Steelers team because you don't see Mike Tomlin losing a lot of games at home to the, to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I, I am really concerned about this team. Yeah, I'm panicking too. Steelers shocked everybody week one with a big win against Buffalo and then completely tanked and dropped two games that they were favored to win with the Raiders and the Bengals. And, you know, we mentioned earlier, we're giving credit to the Raiders. However, they were favored to win that game um, as well as against the Bengals. The offense really scares me a lot because, like you said, Ben has definitely lost a step. And I'm kind of disappointed in the team's defense. I thought, you know, obviously they're doing what they can out there, but they let Joe Burrow and Derek Carr dice them up. And uh, it's really tough. They have a really tough schedule coming up as well. They still have to see division rivals Baltimore Ravens twice as well as the Cleveland Browns twice uh, I just those are obviously t teams that I think are much better than them and they're going to see the Packers as well the Titans the Chiefs there's just way too many teams that I would put ahead of the Steelers here I don't see them turning around and like you said this might be the first season where Tomlin goes below 500 yeah I don't I don't like their schedule at all I mean I definitely think they're the third worst team in their division, possibly fourth, the way they just played this weekend. I think the the Browns and and the uh, Ravens are much better teams than the the Steelers are, and I, I really don't think the Steelers team is making the playoffs. Right, Tom. I think we brought up a lot of good points. It's only been three weeks through the season, but. This is our thoughts, you know, and as far as pretenders, contenders, panic, don't panic, we're going to have to check up, and I definitely want to save some of these quotes here from this podcast and potentially replay them later in the season and see how accurate we were. Um, there's a lot going on right now. I'm really excited for week four. It's just so good to have football back, honestly. My team's 0-3, your team's 0-3, but I still look forward to turning on Red Zone, watching Scott Hansen every Sunday. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a really fun three weeks, and um, I'm hoping the Giants can honestly turn it around. But it's 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 not looking great right now. They just find ways to lose football games. So, but I am enjoying the league so far. Yeah, season. I agree, Tom. That's about all for us here on the Call It a Comeback Sports Podcast. Bobby McGinnis and Tom Spallone signing out. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening.